bum 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 Josh Cast. Oh, bum 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 bum. It's the podcast that you never know what you're gonna see, cause you don't see anything. Josh Cast. Bum 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 bum. Oh, he's clearly ripping off a song from Queen. Josh Cast. Dun, 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 dun. Or maybe it's not clear until he mentioned it. There's a lot of considerations in this opening. Definitely dealing with self-conscious issues. Self-confidence, I mean. Josh Cast. Dun, dun, dun. All right, episode two of Josh Cast. Off with a banging start. Uh, I'm always concerned about second episodes because there's always that second episode slump. The first episode, you know, it's the pilot. Uh, everyone's really excited, and uh, there's a lot of buzz. Uh, uh, then the second episode comes along, and it's underwhelming. So that's the fear. I'm, you know, I, I need to, I need to uh, uh, top what I did in the first. Uh, podcast that I believe was listened to by I want to say two people. I think that's being that's being very liberal in my guess. That's my reach. Two people. That's if you're advertisers and you're listening to that, listen. I've got I can get you two more of whatever it is you're trying to do. Uh so there you have it. Um I am bisexual. Probably. Um and this has been what is this? I, I'm more attracted to women than I am to men. Uh, uh, and, and my fear is that that will be appealing to neither sex. That no one of either sex is going to want to hear that. Uh, that, 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 you know, that I just, I always imagine that, you know, women want this strong, virile uh, man that eats flesh off of the bone. Um, but, but there again, I mean, even as I say that, I think to myself, that's a horrible thing to say, because there are, there are men who are gay who are also strong, virile men who eat the flesh off of the bone. And I'm long, going right into this stupid stereotype and already offending everybody. I've offended everybody in the first minute of this podcast. Um, I, offend, I probably offended all the people who were fans of Queen with the song, and now I'm offending uh, uh, the entire LGBTQ community. I hope to God I got that right. I oh my gosh. Uh but uh yes, the bisexual. Um oh, I've just I've noticed cuz I've talked to people about it. Uh and what I what I get a lot of is oh well, it's it's normal for uh men to have to to occasionally be attracted to other men. It's normal. And I don't know I just, I guess I don't understand what that means. It's normal. It's, I, it's, but you know what they'll say is that it's normal, but just because I have feelings towards other men, that doesn't mean I'm bisexual. But the problem with that is that the definition of bisexual is you're attracted to more than, well, two sex. That's the bi, two, binary, two. It's like the binars in uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. There was the whole, the ones and zeros. There's just, you know, Two-digit, a two-digit system. There's two. There's one, two. There's women. There's men. Bye. That's what that means. Um, the problem is, I feel guilty calling myself bisexual uh, uh, because I, I don't feel like it's an even attraction. I'm more attracted to women 
uh, than I am uh, uh, to men, and, and I feel like I'm doing bisexuals who are equally attracted a disservice. By, I'm afraid they're going to think that I'm, like I'm trying to cash in on uh, uh, the, the name bisexual, kind of like in that Seinfeld episode where the, the, gent- the dentist who was not Jewish was saying he was Jewish so he could do the jokes. That's the fear that I, I'm terrified, apparently, that the, I assume that the gay community is monitoring all human beings, and if somebody's lying about being bisexual, they will, uh, there will be a, an alarm that will go off in a top-secret underground facility, and uh, they will mobilize a team, a crack team, you know, of, uh, of soldiers who will go out and deal with the problem. And uh, I imagine they're a team similar to G.I. Joe, where they have vehicles that no one else in the traditional military has. And you wonder, how were they able to appropriate enough money to build that specific swept-forward plane that you never see anywhere else on any other uh, uh, aircraft carrier. That's, I don't know. Now, I know I'm kind of veering off into G.I. Joe, but if we want, you know, one could argue if I'm talking about bisexuality, G.I. Joe kind of makes the perfect bridge. Now, does it? I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't attracted to any of the G.I. Joes. The guy, the guy I find attractive is Justin Bieber, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. Is it the, the boyishness, the innocence, with the hint of the rebel, I'm not sure. Uh, very scary to admit this on pot. I feel like the two listeners I have are now uh, gone. That's what's <laughs> that is what's going to happen with this podcast. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, then you know, I tell people I'm attracted to Justin Bieber, by the way. And uh, what I've gotten, I've gotten multiple people saying, "Oh, well, he looks like a woman," um, <laughs> which I guess. They're just suggesting that, you know, uh, that my my sexual libido is slightly nearsighted, I think, is what that means. Is, oh, if it's the general shape of a woman, uh, uh, then I, I'm, you know, you know what I feel like when people say that to me? Oh, oh, he looks like, that they're still trying, maybe I'm projecting this on them, but I feel like they are still trying to frame me as heterosexual. What, that's... And that's what bothers me about this whole thing, is that why do I have to label myself anything? Why can't I just be a human being, and if I want to uh, uh, be with a man on Monday and then be with a woman on Tuesday, um, I don't think that would be... That wouldn't be consecutive Monday and Tuesday, by the way, because I, I, uh, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm a casual sex kind of guy. Um, it, I would, it would need to be... You know, here's what it would be. It would be Monday, I'd be with the guy, and then uh, my neuroses would probably destroy that relationship, and then I would feel horribly guilty about it for a year, and then a year later, on that Tuesday, then I would be with a woman, and then uh, that would go horribly, horribly wrong, and then uh, for another year, I'd be depressed, and then I, I don't know what I would do. I would probably get a cat. I really think that's where I need to go. Um, uh I oh god I listen I could nail the cat lady, well not not in that sense but I mean the I could I'd be a great cat lady I'm a wonderful cat lady I don't talk to people uh, I can relate to animals because they don't have a language in which to uh, project their neuroses it's oh my god a cat lady would be wonderful wonderful but I wouldn't give um but I could be anything I want to be I mean and that's the lesson for you kids be. You can be anything you want to be, uh, even if it's a cat lady. Uh, 
I'm not sure. You know, I, here are my fears, uh, if I haven't given them already. Uh, fear number one is that that I'll be with that that I'll go on a date with a guy, and that suddenly by doing that, no women will ever date me again. It's like once I go out on the date with the guy, like it's it's like registering for a political party. It's like oh okay, he's Democrat now. That's how we're gonna see him. That's Democrat. Period. Um, I think another fear is that if I'm in a relationship with a guy and and people see that, they say, oh, oh, so you're gay. And I, then I have to say, no, I'm actually, I'm also attracted to women. I just, right now, I happen to be attracted to a guy. Why is, and then why is this a fear? Why do I have, the, why do I care what other people think? That's what this keeps coming down to, is me caring about what other people think uh, to a ridiculous degree. And there are no other people. There's no one in the car with me right now as I'm recording this. This I'm creating this entire thing in my head. This means nothing. This is this is what I do in my head for every day for years. Years. I feel like I'm getting to that high-pitched uh, Jewish panic voice. Ah, that's okay. I've got to I've got to I've got to remain calm. I've got to breathe uh, as I talk my way through this. Um, I'm hoping that this is. Um, hoping that this is funny. Now, now, now I'm get okay. Now I'm getting too. Uh, not beating myself up too much. Look, the point is, um, I would like to maybe be. I I don't even know. Maybe I wouldn't like it with a man. I don't know. But I want to uh, go out on a date with a man to see what it's like. Um, but I want to make sure that we have a good chemistry, and and I, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to make sure of that. Like I don't, I don't want to do anything casual. There has to be, you know, we have to have common interests. I feel like he has to be at least tolerant of Doctor Who. Um, that's a big one. That's a game breaker. I don't think game breaker is a term, is it? Game breaker. That's a, that's a deal breaker. There it is. Deal breaker. Got it. Found it. Um. But on the other hand, I just have this instinct that I would eventually want to marry a woman and have a family. So I'm really uh, horribly, horribly confused. Uh, and I don't know why, and I don't know what that means. Why am I, and I'm ashamed that I'm confused about this. I'm so ashamed that I'm confused about this, by the way, because... Um, like, I don't mean to brag here, but I was a straight-A student with the exception of one B in AP Physics, uh, which really, a Physics was not not a good time for me. Then again, neither was chemistry, and in a way, we're talking about chemistry, and it was very all-confusing. I just, it got very confusing with the, the, the cobalt and the, uh, the, the, the negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared plus BA all over 4AC. That's I just memorized that equation. That's all I got out of all the, the advanced math was negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. I remember that. I don't know what that does. I have no idea what that does. I think it makes a, it makes a graph that looks... That's a U. It makes a U. A U-shaped thing. That's what that does. And that's the foundation of everything. I think everything in the car I'm in right now is operating off of negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared all over 
plus 2A all over AI. Oh, man. First time I was attracted to a guy, it was in middle school. I was in middle school, he was in middle school. And what I was attracted to was the way that his pants were baggy. He had It was that very, that 90s baggy pants thing. And that really, that, that intrigued me. <laughs> How is this podcast going to uh, be successful? I don't know, but I let's go with it. Uh, it was very intriguing. Um, I don't know why I'm using the word intriguing. But you know what it is? I want to not use vulgar terms. I want to try to use specific intriguing terms. Uh, intriguing terms to describe that intriguing person. Uh, so that was that was the first time I noticed something. Um, and then... But I, at the same time, I was, I was also attracted to women. Um, it, it's, almost, it's like the, the, the attracted to men part, it, it does feel like at like 30% of the time. Uh, that's, I, that's the vibe I'm getting. It's, that, it's, it's always, you know, never, never eclipsing. It's always about 30% of the time. And it's uh, uh, always uh, um, not, as inten- not as intense. Because the other thing, too, is I'll, I'll be constantly mentally testing myself with people. That's the other thing I'm doing. Like, I remember there was a time I was talking to uh, an attractive woman and an attractive guy, and they were sitting right next to each other. And I was talking to both of them. And literally, while we're having the conversation, I'm looking at the woman, and I'm kind of asking my libido, okay, what do we, what do we feel about this? And the libido is saying, that's 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. That's a 9 out of 10, that one. And then I looked over at the guy, and I'm like, okay, what about, what about him? And the libido's like, eh, 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. You know, nice, good qualities, but 4 out of 10. Okay, so between the two, I would go with the woman. Well, yeah, in this case, what do you mean in this case? Well, in this case, you know, in this case, uh, yes, but there are other cases. I mean, if the other guy was Justin Bieber, uh, you'd have trouble. You'd have trouble. Well, I don't know why my libido is turning into uh, a, a 57-year-old Jewish grocer from New York, I, <laughs> which makes sense to me. That's, that, that is totally my libido. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, uh, women, right? May or men, a little bit. A little bit. I, I don't know. It just it depends on the weather. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I go through, and that's where I'm at with that. Um, I uh, now let's let's just deconstruct what happened. Uh, first of all, I don't know how long that was. It my plan doing these podcasts is that I wanted to be short and concise and perfect, and that just well crafted jokes, and you listen to it and you go, I need to get this guy a writing job on Conan. That's what I keep thinking. And after that rambling, I'm afraid people are going to listen to that and go, uh, he, he, well, he needs, you know, therapy. Good does, but the question is, should it be group therapy or should it be a private psychiatrist? That There's no question it should be a private psychiatrist on that one. Uh, so that's where we are there. Um... Yes, I think that's I think that's a good end to segment one. Okay, so uh, I did a lot of musicals in high school. Um, I think this makes. That, here's what I was about to say uh, that I that I did a lot of musicals of high school. 
and, and I did a lot of musicals in high school, and that fits in with the last topic. And I was saying that because I'm equating in my mind that musicals are gay, uh, which, again, is another stupid cliche that I find disgusting when I hear other people say that. So, already, uh, this segment has started out for me, uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing how uh, caught in a mid-20th century uh, uh, antiquated state of mind that I'm in. That's the problem. I need to, we need, I need to go beyond this. The, you know, I need to get to uh, that, that f- the, the notion that there, is, there should be no labels, that people should be able to do whatever they want to do as long as it's consensual and within the bounds of the law. That's what I believe in. That is what I believe in. And that's what I have to, you know, and, and all these cliches about oh, gay people do music, you know, that's, what, 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 am I, what, what am I saying with that? That's ridiculous. Stop it, Josh. Stop it. Um, I refuse to go on with this segment without another musical interlude because of that. So this, that segment, we're going to stop right there, and we're going to do another segment. Okay, so I did a lot of musicals in high school, uh, and middle school and elementary school, a bit in college. And I, um, uh, the one that I never did, I saw though, was Phantom of the Opera. Uh, and I saw that, I remember seeing that with my parents, and it was, I could not understand the words that they were singing. It was had to do with the, with the acoustics of the building at the time, and we were too far away from the front. And it was just, it was two hours of depressed people uh, wallowing uh, and warbling at the same time. And that, that's what it seemed like to me. And one of them was wearing a mask uh, uh, and was deformed. Uh, well, I mean, another why, you know, he was like a six foot five strong as an ox masculine guy with a little mask. And apparently there was a, you know, he had a little bit of a scar there and deformity in that's deformity. Uh, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. And so I finally, when the movie came out, I was, I was like, oh, finally I can, I can, you know, get the words. And I watched the movie and I got the words and, um, and I, I still think about Phantom of the Opera to this day. I'm thinking about it right now. There's just something uh, uh, compelling about it. The one thing that I noticed about Phantom of the Opera, though, is that, that you've got this phantom who's killing people. Killing people. A lot of people. I, at least five people. Uh, and, and everyone in the opera knows about it. And they're concerned about it. And there's, there's a lot of fear and a lot of angst about it. Uh, and uh, uh, nobody thinks to look in the basement. Because that's, I think, where he was, just in the basement. There was no, uh, no didn't occur to anyone to maybe, you know, take a look down there. Um, they, you know, they, I don't know what where they thought he was coming from, but there, no one, no one did that. And I just, you know, I can't help but wonder if there was, you know, at some point a police investigation or a detective coming out there, going, you know, hey, uh, okay, so we're here investigate. You say there's been. There's been five murders, so we're here now. Should have been here at the first murder, but it's uh, uh, you know we're we were busy. There's it's Paris. It's the you know late nineteenth century, and we had you know a lot of uh, Parisian 
19th century problems. So I apologize for not being here for the first murder. I'm here now for murder number five. And so just kind of tell me what happened. Well, the phantom of the opera has been terrorizing us for a year. Yes, I, I know. I, I got that from the report. Thank you. Um, this is going to be, uh, you're gonna, you've been doing this the whole way through this conversation. Yes! Okay, good. That's good to know what I'm getting into. All right, so, uh, uh, okay, so, uh, uh, first of all, did, uh, uh, w- w- did anybody see the Phantom? No, he's a phantom. You don't see a phantom. If you saw a phantom, we would describe what the phantom would be, and we would probably not call him a phantom. Okay, you're right. I give you that. That was a dumb question on my part. Dumb question. Um, uh, uh, I guess my next question is, well, I mean, we're going to probably have to canvas the entire uh, city, um, because of that. I mean, but I, the first thing I would do, though, is I think we should search the building. Did you search the building? No, we did not search. You didn't search the building? Okay. Uh, uh, okay, well, we can do that right now. No, you must not! You cannot do that! You will, you will, you will anger the phantom if you search for the phantom. Well, Okay, yeah, but um, if if you want me to help you, uh, I have to. Uh, uh, w- we we have to look for him. He's a he's a murderer. I mean, I I understand that you're. No, you must not. You will anger the phantom, and if the phantom is angered, he will kill again, and he will write another opera that we will have to perform. Wait a minute, he. So he kills people, and then he makes you perform operas. That's pretty intense. How are the operas? They're, well, they're actually not that bad. They're pretty good, to be honest with you. I mean, we've had better. I mean, it's not Mozart, but they are decent, decent operas. The last one was about a love affair between a dentist and a queen. What? A love affair between a dentist and a queen. Was it, was it a comedy, right? No. A dentist and a queen. Well, that, you know. All right. Okay, great. Uh, uh, well, I think we're, we're getting off track here. You need to... Okay, so we need to search the building. No, you must not. You must not go. You must not search the building. The phantom will get you. I'm, I'm a trained police officer. I have a gun and uh, um, a, a stick, a nightstick, or a, a bobby. Is it? No, I'm a bobby. I'm called a bobby, and I have a nightstick, right? Well, that's not the point. The point, I have a gun. We're going to go with the gun, you know, and, and chances are that's going to take care of it. But he might be otherworldly. He could be other. If he's writing an opera about a dentist falling in love with a queen, uh... Was it reciprocal in the opera? The queen. Yes, it was. The queen fell for the dentist, and the dentist fell for the queen, and their love was.
was forbidden. Now, oh, that that, that sounds pretty good. Now, is it the kind of opera? I mean, were there like different themes, or was there like just one theme that they used throughout the entire opera because they could only think of one thing? No, multiple motifs were quite quite good, but not Mozart good. Right? Not not exactly Mozart good. Is it? What, how long is it playing? Oh, we're playing for another month at least. Possibly we will extend it if the ratings are good. You know? Can I? Uh, can I get some? Can I get some tickets? I can get you tickets for the matinee, to be sure. Oh, man. Uh, uh, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll get two for uh, Sunday. Yes, there you go. Two tickets for Sunday. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, but back to the murder. Okay, so uh, what we should do... We need to search the building. We're going to search the building. Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We'll probably start with the basement. Why would you start with the basement? Well, I mean, we could start with with the room we're in right now, the lobby. I don't see a phantom. Do you see a phantom? If I listen, his name is the Phantom. It implies that you cannot see the Phantom. Well, listen, don't get upset with me. I'm trying to help you. I'm a detective. I'm a Bobby. I'm a, I'm a, a police. I'm, I'm an inspector. I'm an inspector, all right? I inspect. I'm trying to inspect. So, uh, let's, uh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go check the basement right now. Don't go into the basement. Keep your hands at the level of your eyes. What? Keep your hands at the level of your eyes. Why do I need to do that? Because the phantom hangs people. So it will try to put a noose over your neck. So keep your hands at the level of your eyes. So he sneaks up behind people and he puts a noose over them and hangs them. Yes, that is what he does. That is what the phantom does. He has killed five already, a stagehand named Javert, as well as a makeup artist named Sandra. And then there was that other guy whose name escapes me. I never learned his name. I should have learned his name. I think he was one of the grips. Do they even have grips in an opera? I'm not sure, but he was dead too. He had a thin face. Okay, that's... Okay, let's... let's. We need to stay on track here. Okay, this is getting ridiculous. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. I'm just gonna go check the basement right now, and I will keep the hands at the level of my eyes. That's... Uh, I, I, will, I will do that, um, although I just feel like if the guy is sneaking behind people and hanging them, I just, I don't feel, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound overconfident, but, you know, I, with enough, with enough backup, I think two or three guys, I think we, it sounds like a phantom that we can take down. Oh, that's quite overconfident of you. Don't you think that we would have handled it if we could have handled it? No, I, I don't think that because I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you're all, you're artists and um, you don't, strike me as the intimidating physical type. Um, I, on the other hand, as an inspector, uh, I've been through a lot of scrapes. I've had to, you know, Jack the Ripper. Did you hear about Jack the Ripper? I didn't, um, I never met him, but I, 
I had to question a guy who might have known him, and that guy had, uh, you know, an eye patch, and he was incredibly intimidating. Um, but I held my ground. He couldn't tell that my heart was beating. Um, well, that sounds like quite a terrifying experience. I truly terrifying. But I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to check the basement right now. No, don't go down. We're, we're going in circles. I'm checking the basement right now, and I'm keeping the hand at my level of my eyes. And I'm, I'm bringing, you know, these other two guys that have been standing here the whole time that haven't been saying anything um, because they're shadowing me. They're trainers. I mean, they're still, they're qualified, but this is the first day that they're on the job, and they're shadowing. And the three of us, we're going we're gonna to go down there, and we're going to deal with this. Uh, uh, and that, that's going to be that. Um... Was it the tickets for this Sunday? Yes, the tickets are for this Sunday. Where are the seats? Box seats. Wow, that's that's great. That uh, I really appreciate that. No need to thank me, but remember to keep your hands at the level of your eyes. You know this. Uh, you've been singing really only two notes this entire scene. It's I've got to say it's it's uh, as if someone. Um, struck Sondheim on the face and then told him to immediately write a song. That's what this entire thing feels like. You know, I really don't need to be talked to this way. I feel like you're misdirecting anger and you're stalling because you are afraid of the phantom as you should be. That is why he is called a phantom. If we knew what he looked like, we wouldn't call him the phantom of the opera. We would call him that creepy guy who kills people of the opera. All right, all right, all right. Well, we're going to go check the basement now. We'll, we'll be right back, okay? Uh, and they never came back. They were killed because the Phantom of the Opera is powerful. All right, that... Um, I'm really worried about this episode, i got to be honest with you. Um, and I, I made it a point, by the way, that I do not re-record. That I just, I sit in, I sit down, I do it, I don't censor. I don't censor myself. Um, uh, because uh, I'm an artist, uh, in parentheses, I'm lazy. Uh, but that said, I, uh, uh, part of the reason why is because I'll often, you know, uh, want to redo it, get it perfect, get it perfect. And um, I end up talking myself out of something that might have been good. Now, in this particular case... I'm not sure how good this was. This, uh, I don't know. This may be, you know, we may need to still work out some kinks in this show. You know, it's kind of like with Seinfeld at first. They didn't have Elaine in the first episode, I think. They had to add her. Add her. Maybe this needs an Elaine. Um, uh, I have one person left a comment that says, hey, you should have guests. Um, maybe this is why. Maybe I need someone in my life, um, man or woman. Oh, there's a, they're call, bringing this back. Bringing this back from the beginning. Someone in my life, man or woman, to uh, keep me grounded. Perhaps that's the lesson here. Um, uh, but to be honest, I, I, I still I don't have guests yet. I don't want to, and I don't mean to disparage the comment that the person left for me. And I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, you're probably absolutely right. But I want this is something I feel like I have to do alone. It's kind of like when Lion O had to go. Uh, go on the trials to reclaim the Sword of Omens. It was something he had to do alone. It's a Thundercat reference for those of you who uh, are in the 21st century. All right, guys. Uh, this has been uh, podcast number two. It's been a pleasure. Uh, an absolute pleasure. It was, well, was it a pleasure? I mean, it was half a pleasure. A little bit of a struggle this time. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, you know, stick with me. 
stick with me because uh, in the next one, uh, we will uh, do, uh, uh, man, what are we going to do? Maybe we'll do a little Star Trek. I'll talk a little Star Trek Voyager in the next one. How about that? <laughs> How about that as a teaser? Uh, that'll keep, that'll get him coming back. Oh, in the next one, he's talking about Star Trek Voyager. Linda, Linda, cancel your plans. In the next one, he's talking about Star Trek Voyager. All right. That is the end of the Josh cast. That is the end of the Josh cast. Let the children play and the sun shine. That is the end of the Josh cast. And now I will hit stop on the recording.